hello 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 welcome back to refine her hosted by yours truly shatadra aka toddy aka body by toddy on instagram so today we are going to be joined again by our favorite yemi and today we are going to be talking about focus so let's jump right in and hear what our guest has to say on the topic of focus okay thank you god thank you god thank you god Mm. thank you god for newness god thank you for this new year god thank you for you thank you for love thank you for your sacrifice for us god as always we are so grateful for everything that you've done for us the things that you've you'll continue to do for us the seen and the unseen lord god Thank you, God, that you are making all things new, Lord God, that you are giving us new beginnings, fresh starts, Lord God, and not even just because it's a new year, God, but just because spiritually in the kingdom, God, there's newness, there's a new season, there's something that you want to bring your kingdom into, and you want that that to come to earth, Lord God, so I pray that you would use us, your sons and daughters, Lord God, um, listening, God, those who don't even listen, God, just use this nation, your kingdom, your people, God, to really get the message across, Lord God, and to do the things that you have set forth for us to do throughout this year, God. May we trust you, Lord God, um, to just speak to us and speak through us here on this podcast, Lord, as we go out on our on our daily lives, Lord God. I just pray that you would just cover us, protect us, pray for praying for those who are listening, Lord God, that you would just be with them, cover them, love on them, God, and bring them into the newness that you are bringing us all into, God. We pray that you would speak to us and through us through this podcast, Lord God, and that you would just, your presence would be here. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you for that. So, all right. So I guess I mean we pretty much kind of already touched on what we want to talk about, which is like focus, seasons, um, timing. Like these are some of the things that just kept coming to my mind. Like even after you told me uh, what topic you want to talk about, mm-hmm. um, and it's so funny that we actually started this conversation about the new year, right? Because what's the one common thing we all do? around the world once it's a new year everybody has their you know new year (laughs) new year resolution right like um it's almost this like neutral motivation everybody has Mm -hmm. to attack to attack the new year right um and as I was thinking about this uh two things kind of came to my mind the first thing is from God's perspective nothing really changes and what I mean by what I mean by that, I'm not saying our season do, doesn't change. I'm not saying the, his work in our life doesn't change. I'm saying like you know how they talk about God's word is the same. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? Mm-hmm. So like from his perspective, like everything that he said he's going to do is he's still going to do. Like nothing has changed from that perspective. Mm-hmm. From our perspective, it's like oh man, like it's a new year. I got to do this. I got to do this, mm-hmm. and we kind of make this laundry list of all the things that we think this new year will bring us or 
we kind of want to focus on in this new year. Um, so hence why I really wanted us to talk about like focus. And it was just so perfect that talking to you too, you know, your mindset was on the same thing um, from a different angle, of course, which is um, like our seasons, right? Um, is it seasons and timing that you said? Yeah. yeah. Seasons and seasons and wait, what was the exact word? Was it timing or I think it was something else that you said? Let me see here. Uh, okay. um, I said times and seasons. Times and seasons. There you go. I kept saying timing, but times and seasons, right? Um, so I'm curious as to, and I, I I know you already touched on it a little bit, but like, what else kind of got you thinking along those lines of times and seasons? Like, what was going on with you or <laughs> in your head, so to speak, that made you kind of go there? So I was on the call this morning with my coach, um, okay. coach slash therapist, because like, whatever. I like that. <laughs> um, my coach. Yeah. Like, she plays sports? <laughs> yeah, I don't want people to think that I might talk about because I always have to probably think I, I have a trauma. I have a trauma coach. And he says it's not therapy because he's teaching me how to cope and with all of my traumas and stuff so I was on the phone with him this morning and we were just talking about like the concept of time and like taking our time and I was telling him how like I feel like I rushed 2021 um in the in the concept of like everything that I wanted I tried to rush it like dating I tried to rush into a relationship like in work or purpose I tried to rush into everything that I was supposed to be doing instead of taking my time and like really enjoying it and I was like I really just want to take my time with 2022 like I really just kind of want to like embrace it and like just like really feel it and really be present in the moment through this year and um even as I was talking to uh my friend this morning I was telling her how like we all have like like you said these new year resolutions and I'm like I don't really think that mine is necessarily a new year's resolution I said I think it's more so of things that I really want to focus on so it's crazy that you chose focus, focus. but <laughs> right. things that I want to focus on and that is things like being more intentional about the people that I'm around the things that I'm taking in and um just like really focusing on like growth and where I'm supposed to be and so I think, um, I don't know, Ecclesiastes is just something, Ecclesiastes 3, which is the scripture about seasons is just one that's kind of like been continuously coming back to my mind over the last few weeks. And it talks about, you know, the, the different seasons and I'll quote it um, real quick. It says, um, a time for everything, for everything, there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to be plucked up, to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silent and a time to speak, 
a time to love and a time to hate, a time for what, a time for war and a time for peace. And like, I suggest everybody go through and like kind of break those down on their own terms and um, to see like what God says about them and like their season. But I just feel like last year, I well, God was like, you really have to have discernment about like what season you're in. And I think last year was mostly seasons of me breaking down, breaking down my walls, breaking down my barriers, breaking down the thoughts that, you know, I thought were, were excelling me, but really weren't, um, killing things in myself that were not of God, killing my flesh, um, and healing and, uh, weeping, just weeping. I cried a lot last year and I'm not, I, I don't know. After some time I just stopped crying, but last year I cried a lot. Um, mourning, mourning the old me, mourning what I thought was going to be, what I thought the year was supposed to be and didn't get, um, like everything, like seeking, <laughs> like keeping, like all of that. And just like, God is showing me that it's the opposite. Like this year is supposed to be the opposite. This is my year of healing. This is my year of building. This is my year of laughing and dancing. And like, you have to be in tune and in, uh, in tune with God and Holy Spirit to know what season you're supposed to be in this year. And so um, really it was just that just like reflecting over last year and having those conversations about like what is it that you want to do this year like we do these new year resolutions and then we like two three months in <laughs> where do they go they're gone we're not right. working out we're not used to what we're <laughs> supposed to be like I mean I tell myself oh I'm gonna do this that and the third I'm gonna read a book every month then like three months go by I'll be like last time I read a book I don't remember and so but with focusing focal points it's just like what are you focusing on this year what do you want to say at the end of this year I said I wanted to focus more on this and did I and what fruit do I have to prove that like if I say I want to focus on healing and all of that then at the end of the year, will I look back and say, dang, I healed from that, you know? Um, so, yeah. That's, yeah, no, that's, you, you said two months. I feel like after this January, a lot of people are going to jump ship and like abandon a lot of things that um, they wrote down for themselves. And it's so funny because that thought process actually had me going down this rabbit hole of like, why is that? Like, why do we keep, why do we keep doing that? Which is why like, the whole thought on focus came came up for me and I kind of want to go back and I love the fact that you read that passage on like there's a time for everything right because <clears throat> I actually wrote this down um in regards to focus the first thought that came to mind was and uh Jesus right when Jesus started his ministry right and when he started his ministry it seemed like he was very intentional about how he moved. He was very intentional about like, even when he um, healed somebody or he casted out a demon or something, um, there was intentionality in like, hey, don't don't spread the word yet. Or like, you know, like, I, and it just kind of made me ask myself, like, why is he doing that? Like, and I just understood like, nah, there's a timing for everything. Like there really is a time for everything. Like, and he understood that he understood like, although I want to go about healing people, I also don't want to be distracted from the mission, mm -hmm. right? Although, because, and I think we fall into that a lot where, I, like, 
picture you doing something very great, right? And the moment you start getting praise and adulation for this thing, you almost get distracted. Like I liken it to like a, a artist, a musician, right? Making good music. And I think this is probably what's, I'm not an artist, so I'm speculating, but I feel like this is probably what uh, separates great artists from just maybe mediocre good artists where great artists is so focused on the art itself on what they feel about the art not so much what the world feels mm-hmm. right and I feel like a good or mediocre artist could get caught up in like oh what does the world say about this record what is the world saying about this so it's not so much you're not producing or making music from a feel or vibe or what your soul is crying for you to make you're now making music just based solely on what the world around you is dictating Mm. and I feel like for Jesus like he was very intentional with his focus on he was very intentional with his focus and he understood timing he understood like okay now although I'm capable of doing this right now although I want people to know about me right which is which was part of the whole point of his ministry um but he was also very intentional about like noticing when when to like dip from a particular mm-hmm. place because he's getting too popular so to speak in that place right because he knew like that would bring distraction um then the other thought that came to mind was going back to the healing thing right and you shared uh the scripture <laughs> i was so i was bent on the fact that that scripture came from colossians right? <laughs> but that scripture um in hebrews 12 2 and i'm gonna read it real quick um mm-hmm. For context, I'll read verse one, Uh, Hebrews 12, the race of faith, funny enough. It says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and has set and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And as I was thinking about this topic on focus and timing, when I read this passage again, that I don't know for some reason, and you know, like, and I feel like the Holy Spirit does this sometimes for each individual, like some certain things would just jump out for you, right? And it could just, you could read the same passage and something else jumps out for you, right? But looking onto Jesus kind of jumped out for me and it kind of just showed like that's where your focus should be so it kind of had me just thinking about this whole healing thing and kind of like you uh last year I feel like all of last year all I focused on was the fact that I was not healed that's all I focused on right I'm not healed I gotta do this because I'm not healed I gotta do this because I'm not healed I gotta do this because I'm not healed um and upon reflection now the more I realized like my focus was although I was going to God although I was talking to Jesus about what I was going through my focus was not on God's promise about healing Mm -hmm. it was on what I was going through it Mm -hmm. was on the fact that he hadn't come through yet with my healing Mm -hmm. um so like my focus was (laughs) my focus is way off and kind of like you said, it could put you in this place of being discouraged, which I was when you look at the whole game, like, man, 
I really focused on that healing the whole year. And sure <laughs> enough, like that's what I got. Like mm-hmm. what I focused on is what I got. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I want you to talk about this because it had me thinking of like how much our lack of focus, like how the enemy uses our lack of focus um, to his advantage, to our disadvantage, right? To, to mm-hmm. kind of harm us, which is bringing in distractions. Kind of like you said, like you said, you had to deal with certain things, like even relationships, certain things that you felt like you had to kind of heal from or let go of. Um, and I realized like all those things, which are distractions, are the enemy's way of taking our focus from the main thing, mm-hmm. right? Taking our focus from Jesus, from God, which is what our focus is meant to always be on, right? Mm-hmm. And then we kind of fall into the cycle of just focusing on that, focusing on that, being distracted. Because all of last year, I went from like, <laughs> I wish I could show you my table right now. There's a whole bunch of medicine on my table, right? And it was just like, I'm going from one medicine to the next medicine to the next medicine to the next medicine. Don't get me wrong. For those who are listening, I know for a fact God uses all these things. I'm not saying that's not the case. I'm just saying, like, it's just so funny how because I focus so much on not being healed, my, like, and that's the other thing I really wanted to you talk about, how much our focus dictates our action. So for you, like, how much was you not realizing your, the, the season at the moment, which led you to not focus on the right thing, how much of that dictated your actions throughout that year? Um, it dictated a lot. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it's really just like, I think, okay, so I'll say this, like the way that you focus on not receiving your physical healing I focused on not having an internal and mental healing. Like for me, I needed healing in my mind and in my spirit. Um, Just like with my insecurities and my fear, my rejection issues, my abandonment issues. Like, and so I focused on that stuff the same way you focused on not getting your physical healing. And I think as long as the enemy can keep you focused on the symptoms and the things that are not going your way, then he can keep you from focusing on God. So like the longer you focus on, oh, I haven't, I haven't gotten this healing. I'm still, I'm still being insecure. I still feel depressed. Like the longer I focus on that, the more I'm not focused on God. And in turn, the more I am reacting and responding Mm. out of that unhealed place so if I feel insecure instead of focusing on the truth of what God says and that I can find my security in him I'm now focusing on my insecurities and going down this rabbit hole of okay I'm insecure that means that this person doesn't like it literally got to the point where I literally told someone like I know you don't respect me I don't respect me like it literally got to that point and then in turn I focused on the fact that I didn't respect me and they didn't respect me and so then I just started acting it's like what you what you think about you kind of subconsciously put out there in the in the world or whatever like that energy and so now because I don't feel I don't feel worthy because I don't feel like I respect myself because I don't feel like that person respects me in turn I do things that prove 
that I don't, that I'm not worthy, that prove that I don't respect myself. I give them a reason to prove that they shouldn't have to respect me. And if the enemy can keep me in that place, in that space, then he can keep me distracted from God's word and ultimately distracted from my healing. Because if I get healed, then what, (laughs) you know, then he has nothing against me. So I think for me, it's just, um, it's just like the longer you focus on not the longer you don't focus on God, the worse things will get at the, at the, at the end of the day. I, actually, I like how you talked about, you touched on like um, kind of like projecting what you were feeling like on other people. It, it, it's crazy because uh, I think there was a part of last year, just because I was so focused on like, you know what, I'm going to get my healing. I started having this thoughts of like my get back. <laughs> like my, my like I started having this thoughts of like, I'm going to go on my revenge tour. Like all the people that um did me wrong all the people that made fun of me while I was down so to speak like I'm about to get this healing and I'm gonna show everybody like you know like pretty much show them like what I'm worth so to speak and the more I kind of thought about it (laughs) the more I thought about it I was like this is not really a healthy thought like (laughs) like it really it really isn't a healthy thought because me trying to and I think I like how you said it like even with the feelings of like being a bounder because I know I felt that a lot especially like with dealing with this pain um and we I I touched on this last week where I had to kind of be that Debbie Downer right I I can't do this I can't do this I can't do this um so I had this feeling of like I don't think it's a feeling of uh, the fear of missing out I don't think that's what it was for me it was just like man everybody's leaving because I'm still stuck in the same place while everybody's um, progressing so the enemy put this thought in my head of like don't worry man you're gonna get back like <laughs> you're gonna get back and once again it made me think of how many of us operate under that mindset like if you think about it that's, go ahead, go ahead. that's the world that's what that's what that's the world, the world. like um that's just kind of like how we're programmed in this world which goes to show like if you're not under the spirit and the covering of god and under his truth you're going to be subconsciously doing a lot of things that are just that are that are low-key ruining you like we all talk about oh um stun on (laughs) i can't say that on the pod (laughs) (laughs) you know what Stun on. i mean they make music they make music um about it like back to back and like all of this about you know i'm a level up and when they see you level up you know what i'm saying it's like it's cool we all know it's going to happen but don't do it just so you can stun on them like do it so you can stun on yourself like that's that i shifted my mindset from like thinking you know what whenever i do get back right they gonna see or whatever and it got back to it it went more so towards i started shifting my thought to like when I do get back right, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, you know, like I'm going to be proud of myself. I'm going to look back and remember where I was and I'm going to, you know, stun on myself, stun on the overt enemy, stun on the enemy who thought that, you know, like I said last week, like who thought he had me like, so we're just so programmed. Like, I think a lot of the world operates like that because that's what the world puts out. Like at the end of the day, what, um, what, Beyonce, what did Beyonce say? Um, um, a Beyonce quote I love that yeah uh, <laughs> that's revenge is your paper like 
and that's true but like we want to do these things so people can look at us at the end of the day we are such a people pleasing world and like people people seeking world like attention seeking world like we want to get better because we want people to see us get better we want to we want to level up because we want people to see us level up like just do it for yourself do it for god do it for the kingdom like in everything do it for the kingdom because if you do it for anything outside of that just like you said how jesus he was doing his ministry and if he if it was too many people he was like "Mm -mm," because it looked like i'm getting popular because if you get popular then you make it less about god and it starts becoming more about you and that's just part of human like that's just part of humanity so you have to constantly ask god to humble you to keep you humble and remember where you came from and who whose you are and who's in control of your destiny and your purpose and who brought you to this point like it's god who gave us our gifts and if he wants to he will take it away so that's one thing i ask god to like always keep me humble always help me to just focus on me and him so that i don't get distracted um so yeah and and i was and it to, to your line of thought it also like those things then become your items and that's something i realized too like for the longest because i remember god giving me a message of like to get rid of my idols and for the longest time I was like all right maybe it's sex maybe it's you know partying drinking smoking maybe it's all these things but then I realized bro your idol is your healing like you've made this your idol like this is all you focused on and like to the point where and and I like what you said to the point where you give this thing so much power so it is your idol at this point now because you've fed it so much you've worshipped this thing um so to speak and as I was thinking about that, the the passage that came to mind was the the young rich ruler, of uh, the young rich ruler in Matthew. Oh man, I, somebody please, um, somebody definitely uh, look that up. Uh, I'm gonna paraphrase the story real quick, but if you guys remember, it's a it's I'm pretty sure it's in three of the gospels: Matthew, Mark. Um, I'm pretty sure it's in those two gospels, especially. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm right. <laughs> okay, you think where? It's in Matthew and it's in Mark. Okay, actually, I have it right here. Matthew 19. Mm-hmm. Matthew 19, uh, verses 16 through 22. And there's a particular part I just want to draw people's attention to. Um, because as I was thinking about this whole focus thing, this kind of just like flashed uh in my mind. Starting from verse 16. So once again, Matthew 19, verse 16. Now behold, one came and said to him, good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? So he said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. He said to him, which ones? Jesus said, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, all these things I've kept from my youth. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. But when the young young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Like the end of this story is so sad because he he walked away in sadness. He, and he walked away. 
He walked away. <laughs> this man, like, he came to Jesus. He came to Jesus knowing Jesus was definitely somebody different, right? Because mm -hmm. for him to come to Jesus and ask Jesus this question, obviously he must. He he definitely must have been hearing about Jesus. He must have been hearing about all the things Jesus has been doing. For him to ask this question about eternal life, right? You're not just gonna walk up to some random person about how how can I obtain <laughs> eternal life, but as I was thinking about this whole focus thing, it dawned on me like his focus was so much on his self-madeness, right? Mm -hmm. Going back to our world and even Beyonce's quote about like, you know, your best, you know, get your paper, right? What we all talk about, yeah, I'm self-made. I did this. I'm straight out the mud. This, 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 and the third. Oh, no. And this man had the same mentality. Like if if this was um if this was some kind of 21st century ebonics bible like i'm pretty sure he would have told Jesus like hey man i got to straight from the mud like what else i got to do to get eternal life right that would have probably been how he said it but his focus was so much on what he did to attain and to be where he was and the fact that jesus told him you have to let go of all these things he was like he got the answer to eternal life and he was like, nah, bro, I'm too self-made. I'm too self-made for that. And it just had me thinking of like going back to idols, like how many of us, uh, how even going back to how the scripture talks about um, you can only, you can't serve two masters, right? And in that scripture, um, the Bible uses money as the other master, right? And that's, we serve money. Like even when we talk about this whole, like, I'm going to prove this to somebody, even when we talk about um, how we're such people pleasers in this world, a lot of time it all boils back down to like, I'm going to get this amount of money to show people I'm this. I'm going to be this financially stable to show people I'm this. Um, and he, the man walked away. And as I'm thinking of this, the other story that came to my mind, and I don't know how, I don't even, at first, I didn't think these two things correlated. But once again, like, I think I just, I don't know if it was the Holy Spirit, but something my mind just had me focus on the, on focus, literally. And, and I'm referring to how Jesus called up his disciples, right? And I, I'm not sure if it's Simon, but the particular disciples who were fishing at the time, they were fishing, right? This is their livelihood, right? They're fishing. And Jesus says, follow me and I'll make you fishes of men. He changed their focus. And in their mind at that time, they were like, um, yeah, like <laughs> that vision, that focus is so much better than what we're doing right now, right? And for some people, I, I feel like a lot of us might hear that story and be like, oh, but they were fishermen. Like that's nothing. They were the lows of the lows, but nah, that was their livelihood. Same way this young rich ruler so to speak, his livelihood was like, I'm self-made. I've done this. I've done this. I've kept the commandments. I've done this. And Jesus was trying to change his focus to like, all right, if you really want eternal life, forego all these things and follow me. And he was like, no, you contrast that to the fishermen. They left. They left that. So I, you are kind of already touched on it. Like it takes humility, right? To mm -hmm. even get to that point where you're like, okay, you know what? I think this is the right focus. I do need to focus on God. I do need to focus on Jesus. And Jesus, even in that same, and I'll pass it to you after this, even in that same um, storyline, uh, once again, guys, please do your research. Um, look this up. It's in Matthew for sure, though. Uh, 
where Jesus talked about like leave the dead, let the dead bury the um you, you know yeah, I, you know whenever the guy's dad died and he was like, let yeah, I know what you're talking about. That like that has never sat well with me Man. until like it, it I just never understood that, like, bro, like, Jesus, why are you gonna say that? That's that's kind of mean. I'm I, I, I'm not saying I have a, a great understanding for it, but going back to this whole focus thing, like I said, that kind of just came to mind. Like Jesus was showing them how much like your focus, like all these things, although it may seem, and, and that's what I got from it, like although this may seem very innocent, it seems like the right thing to do, like. That shouldn't be where your focus. That shouldn't be the ultimate focus. Mm -hmm. The ultimate focus should be God's kingdom. The ultimate focus should be um, the right, so to speak, like what God is telling you to do, so to speak, in, in those moments. Um, so yeah, that like those two stories kind of just jumped out at me. Like wow, like even some of the things that we focus on that might seem very innocent, mm -hmm. they're actually very detrimental to us, even if well, they sound good what it is is that because god showed me because i was like oh like there's this song about um uh idols that kurt franklin made and it's like give me your idols oh i'm gonna pull up the word the the lyrics because <laughs> y'all know me i'm always pulling up lyrics because i love a good a good song um and like it really spoke to me because i was like i don't think i have no idols jesus like I think I'm good. Um, I don't, there's nothing that I'm idolized, that I idolize. And then I heard this song and God got me to think, he was like, yes, you do think about it. It says, give me your idols, every God that you made, you know, the things that you love more than me, you die, you die if I took them away, give me your options. Let me be the first one you call. Now you must choose what I am to you, God of all or not God at all. But when he said the things that you can you say that part again? That last part. Give me what uh now you must choose what I am to you, God of all or not God at all. And the part that got me is he said, when he said, you know, the things that you love more than me, you die if I took them away. There have literally been things that I'm just like, God, don't take it, don't take it, don't take it. I don't think I'm gonna make it mostly relationships because like I was just in this cycle don't take it all I think it's a lie and God's like yeah you put your relationships with me anything an uh, idol is simply anything that you put before God and the way to test whether you put it before God is asking does it lead you closer to God or further away from God yeah so when I was in this when that I was part. in a uh, dating situation and um and I wasn't living pure and according to God's will, I was idolizing that because now mm. I, it's drawing me away from God. And then it got to the point where I wanted a relationship, relationship so bad with this person. I didn't even care about my relationship with God and the fact that it was dwindling away, that I wasn't reading my word, that I wasn't sitting mm. in his presence. So therefore I was idolizing this relationship it could be anything. Like you said, it could be money. It could be a healing. You're focusing on not getting the healing. Okay. So you're thinking about not getting that healing more than you thinking about the healer and like what he can yep. do with his character and what he could be teaching you in this season. So, um, I definitely, I definitely, that was a wake up call for me. So if anybody out there think mm -hmm. they don't like idols, double check what is it that you feel like <laughs> is it your dog is it like what because some people, some people really like i love waffles but if jesus say give them up god no but okay like i'm gonna have to do it you know and it's just getting mm -hmm. to that point where like i'm constantly being like okay 
and I mean, it really goes back to focus. Like, what is your focus on? Focus on. Yeah. And honestly, you could also even idolize your own perspective. Mm. <laughs> and I, I saw this, I saw this in my life um, because uh, even, even in regards to dealing with people and relationships, um, I, I realized there, like, I kind of idolized my perspective of how I saw myself. I don't know if that makes any sense. I idolized my perspective of how I saw myself, or better yet, my perspective of my understanding of my relationship with somebody, right? Um, a couple of months ago, uh, I think, I can't even remember, it, it was a friend of mine, a friend of mine from school. This was, anyway. And I remember having a conversation and a part of me was kind of just thinking like, man, like, okay, I don't think I'm like this to this person, but like, they're saying this. And a part of me was like, man, and it, immediately my, my mind started going back to the whole get back revenge thing. Like, like all right, this is how you feel about me? All right, bet, just watch. I'm a, once I level up, like, I'm, I'm not gonna care about how you feel. <laughs> I'm not gonna care about what you think. And I remember that night, a thought kind of just came to my head like, bro, why does it matter if somebody thinks of you this way? Why do you have to reciprocate the same feeling? Just because, just because they think about you this way, even, and it was hard for me because this person, I mean, this person is also a Christian like me too. And I was like, man, I don't need to return their perspective with my hate. I could still return it. I could still return love. I could exchange their hate with my love, so to speak, right? But in my head, that like I didn't want to agree to that because in my head I was like, nah, man, this person did me wrong. They talking crap about me. They they saying this, this, and the third about me. I was like, at the same time, but still, I don't need to, I don't need to reciprocate that. And he had me thinking of, <laughs> I don't know why all these stories be popping into my head, but he had me thinking of Jesus when he faces um. Uh, I'm probably not saying it right. Pilate, Pilate, the pot, the person that judged them pretty much before he was crucified. Pilate, you guys, I'm not Nigerian. Pilate, I, I don't know. Right. I can ask some Bible names. <laughs> but it had me thinking about that. And this guy's asking Jesus of all these things they accused him of, right? And Jesus did not do any of these things. But Jesus' demeanor was so much like, okay, they say this about me. Like, I still love them, like, even on the cross, like, when he says, like, his last words, when he says, Father, forgive him, right, like, it's almost like, I don't need to return hate with love, and it had me thinking of how many times, once again, in our world, where even as Christians, even as believers of God, even as believers of Christ, where a friend, somebody says something that hurts us, and automatically, it's like, yeah, bump that person, forget that person, mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, I'm so guilty of this too, where I'm quick to like, man, this, yeah, forget that person. That's how they feel about me. Man, forget them. Where my focus should be on how can I love this person, right? Because mm -hmm. I can't say I love God and not, and I, people, 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 people. You can't love God and hate people. Like it's, you can't. You can't. You can't you, and that includes one person. You can't love God and hate one person you can't it's impossible like it's I, I think people really need to sit down and realize that even in a world that's full of like racism especially even amongst believers like 
that's something that always baffles me. And not just people who are racist, I'm guilty of it too. We're all guilty in some form or fashion where we despise somebody. Like even what you were saying about stunning on your ex, right? And I know that could be a hot topic too with a lot of people and their ex, but we have to get to a place where we're not looking at that person as that situation. Mm-hmm. Like we got to look past that. We got to see them at Todd. I always call you God's daughter. Yeah. I always, and the re and part, part of the reason why I do it is because that's how I should look at you. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't look at you any other way. Especially if I say, I believe in God, especially if I say I'm walking with God, especially if I say I'm trying to develop my, my relationship day by day with God, I should always look at somebody and say, man, that's God's son. That's God's daughter. That would change my focus of how I deal with them. That would change my relationship. I believe with that person. You're going to say something. I think for me, that's actually one thing that God has like graced me in. I'm such a forgiving and understanding and compassionate person. Like even when people do the worst things to me, sometimes it's a blessing and a curse because there, there's a way to do it. There's a way to handle sure. It, but at the same time, not with, um, not without harming myself or, yeah. If that being taken sense. advantage of, that's the thing. Yeah, too. being taken advantage yeah. of. And for me, it's just like, I always see past what people do to me and I look deeper. Like, okay, someone hurt you and that's why you're hurting me. Or like, you mm. just need healing or you know whatever it is or maybe you're just having a bad day like if somebody is going off of me I'm like maybe you're just having a bad day um I don't know what you went through before you got here you you know um and so that's just one gift that I've had so sometimes people have to like really sit and think about like what is it and this world has become so desensitized to like humans and feelings and emotions that it's like ridiculous and it's really sad because yes, we shouldn't, we shouldn't act out of our emotions and our feelings. We should be more rational and we should process our feelings, but that's a skill and a gift that sometimes you need extra help learning and developing as I have. Um, but I think I shared with you when I was uh, getting ramen, how the lady was like crying. She was literally the only person running the whole mm. restaurant. And this lady literally answering phones taking orders, giving out orders, cooking the food. When I say it was nobody else in his restaurant and this man had a nerve to ask why she was crying. And I said, are we that desensitized as a nation that we cannot understand when somebody is overwhelmed with the workload that is put on them? That is crazy that we cannot cry in this name. Like it just, it baffled me. I was, I was real upset when I, that man asked that question, had to touch in with Jesus and asked me and him to help me to explain to him why she was crying. And it's just crazy. But like, if we go and we take a step back and remember, we remember everything that we've been through and how we were a work in progress and how we didn't always have a good day then maybe it'll make it a little easier for us to say, you know what, maybe they didn't have a good day. Maybe someone at home is abusing them. Maybe someone hasn't told them, you know, that they're doing a good job. Like who knows, you know? And then also to go back to what you said, how we can idolize our perception of ourselves. We can idolize, also idolize people's perception of us. If you're more concerned about what people think about you, more than what God thinks about you, then your idol is in people. 
Mm-hmm. And so we have to be very careful and in tune and very watchful about what we are focusing on. I'm sorry. So, I think you need to say that again. <laughs> for, <laughs> for real. No, because that like that actually hits for me because that's that's been a real thing for me, mm-hmm. honestly, especially Same. going through that 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 whole phase of like trying to get healed so please say it again please <laughs> please i wouldn't play no game say it again <laughs> please say I it think, again. sometimes i say stuff it's me the lord so if i say it a little different i'm sorry <laughs> so good i was saying if you if you are more concerned about what people think about you over what god thinks about you then you're essentially idolizing people because your focus is on what they think about you and not on what god thinks about you and i've battled with that it's something that i'm still learning to overcome I'm still in different levels. Like I have to work on it, especially at work. I'm like this overachiever just because like, um, I think I I am a very performance-based individual. So I feel like I have to perform well in order for people to see that I'm worthy or to see that I'm a good worker or to see whatever. And so because of that, I make life harder for myself. I'm concerned about what my boss thinks. So I I do the best job. I say yes every time. Like, no, what does God say about me? I'm enough. And what I'm mm-hmm. doing is good enough. And if I need rest, then the Lord says I need rest and I need rest. And I'm not going to pick up the phone on my off day. And I don't really care what you have to say about it because God knows what I need. He knows who I am. I know who I am and him. Mm-hmm. So, and, and like you said, what we, um, going back to what we've been saying, what you focus on like dictates your action. So like you start to act that way because like, okay, I want to either change this person's perception of myself, which you're not responsible for. Exactly. Like you're not, you're not responsible. People think about you. You can't. Um, And a a story that actually just came to mind and it's real short. Uh, Last night, right, right before the whole new year's, um, I was talking to a friend of mine, Omar, shout out to Omar. Um, And he brought up, like, we're talking about soccer. I'm a soccer fanatic, right? And he brought up, there's this particular soccer player, N'Golo Kante. He's an African player. Um, he is amazing. He's an amazing player, right? Um, but the dude is so humble. It, it's, he, he's so humble. It's, I don't understand. I can't wrap my head around it. Like, and this is somebody that's literally started from being in a village to like being known as one of the best football players in the world. But the humility struck me um, when like, after he won the World Cup, like I would see people praise him. His team, they literally made a song about this man. The president of France, he's also French. The president, the president of France, I remember after the World Cup was singing the same song. And every time people are like, he just always has this smile of like, and at first I used to be like, I feel like Ungolo is uncomfortable with the way people are praising him. But I feel like he just has this mindset of like, it's it's not about me. Like, I'm just doing my part. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's how he comes up. And his actions, even the way he plays on the field, like it's not, this guy could be the man of the match, but they'll probably give somebody who scored the goals because he's not scoring the goals, but he's doing all the, the messy things that makes the team win. He's doing all the cleanup, right? And honestly, I'll say this even speaks for all of you out there who are serving God's kingdom, be it at the church, be it in your community, where you feel like you're not getting recognition. God recognizes you, man. And I know that's hard because 
you could do stuff over and over again, not get recognition, and it could get to you like, man, I'm doing all these things, nobody cares, right? But man, God, God keeps record of this. Like he sees that, I feel like. Um, and that's just, it was just humbling for me just seeing this guy's career. Like somebody that he's not the flashiest player, he's not the most skilled player, he's just hardworking, he just does his part. And when people do praise him for what he does, it's kind of like, eh, I'm cool. Like it's like it's 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 okay. Um, I, I don't need that. So anyway. I really do believe like going back to the whole perception um how people's perception of you could become an idol like I think we need to do a good job of just seeing all the ways that the enemy has kind of sh shifted our focus so to speak from what it should be um to other things and I was going to ask you this like uh I really believe like distractions right we always talk about distractions I think that's the Number one, two, deceit, this deception and distraction is the tools the enemy uses all the time, right? And in this world that was what we're living in, and I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to keep bringing this, these things up. I just know people our age, people in our generation especially, are plagued with these things. And that's um, from social media to comparisons to porn to drugs to even the music we listen to. Mm -hmm. And as I was thinking about focus, it got me re to realize how much like even our addictions change our focus, literally. Like you could be so ingrained in something that like, for example, for me, like I was telling you, joking about all the medicine on my on my thing, right? And I should, be, I will continue to take these things, right? Because they will help my body. But if I make this thing my God to where if I don't take this thing, I'm not okay then there's something wrong. Mm -hmm. If I don't enjoy this pleasure, I'm not okay. There's something wrong there. Mm -hmm. um, if I don't watch this thing, if I don't listen to this music, I'm not okay. Then I feel like there's something wrong. So your focus, your, like all these things change our focus. And it's no secret why, like even, and I'm sorry guys, y'all might not like me for saying, <laughs> y'all might not like me for saying this, but like, even Instagram, all these things, right? Like the way they're designed, they're designed to keep our attention. Mm -hmm. Why are they designed to keep our attention? If I could keep you distracted for hours and hours and hours, you are not focusing on what you're meant to be doing. Mm -hmm. Simple and plain. If you don't have that self-control to say like, all right, you know what? I, I've been on this enough, right? And they're going to keep upgrading it to where it's going to keep drawing your attention. Right. Look how Snapchat Snapchat started. Right. We didn't have filters before. Now we got filters. Right. Now it's some more reason why to be on Snapchat. <laughs> I ain't been on Snapchat in forever. <laughs> right. No, nah, serious. But it's just crazy to me how like all these things and and that's the that's the tool of the enemy. Like they're so beautiful that they will distract us from what's no that saying all that glitters is not gold. Mm -hmm. And I really I really think that's a saying that's very um that speaks a lot to our generation especially because a lot of shiny things is paraded in our faces mm -hmm. and gets us to change our focus and gets us to um, shift our focus so anyway how do you in your life and based on your observations how have you seen how all these tools which are not technically bad they're not take well i mean maybe not the drugs and the porn part those are, <laughs> those are okay. terrible 
Those are, <laughs> those, those are horrible. But like social media, music, like how have you seen all these things change your focus or keep you distracted? Um, I'll speak for, um, I'll speak on all of it. For me, with social media, I think I'm one to compare myself. Mm. Like I'll look and I'll be like, oh my God, they got engaged. Oh my God, they signed a band. Oh my God, they got this job. Oh my God, they walking in their purpose. Like, and I just look at that everybody else's life and I look at my life and I'm like I'm nowhere near where I want to be in life and like they look like they got it all figured out but we're only getting one side of the picture we don't know what it took for them to get there we don't know anything um I I I feel like I can share this because I have a a friend who um shared with me her story and I'm giving two sides because she posted she posted her her story on uh her picture so I feel like it's fair game but she uh posted a picture of her and you know her significant other and had she just put some random caption like oh got a bay or something like that then you know I probably would have not now but like the older version of me would have been like oh my goodness like she got somebody now dang I'm still waiting Jesus she you know not that she a bad person or whatever but I know the backstory so that's what we see on one side but then I got the backstory of how she went through the same thing I went through repeating the with repeating those unhealth unhealthy cycles and uh with dating and situationships and never actually being in a real relationship and how God sent her the man that was specifically for her and see if you don't know that you don't know that she went through all of that stuff you don't know all the heartbreak that she had to go through before she met this man who God sent to her then now you're comparing yourself and you don't even know the full story right so for me, it was the comparison thing um, with social media. As far as music, I talked about it in my in one of my podcasts. Listen, I didn't realize. My mom used to always say, don't be listening to that secular music. It ain't right. <laughs> I remember one time we had MP3 players. Lord, that dates me. Um, uh, My friend, my mom, I got a, this small little MP3 player. My mom was like, I only put gospel music. I don't want that secular music. Gave it to my friend. He put all the Pretty Ricky songs on there, all the Pretty Ricky songs. And we all know that Pretty Ricky was not saved, sanctified, nor filled with the Holy Spirit. They hey, was no so, way. <laughs> boy, us millennials. Mm, um, That's why we got so many kids, Jesus. Oh, Lord. <laughs> they put some music out in our days that really had us, you know, out Thanks. here in these streets. But um, my mom found out. the music in our lives. <laughs> legit. My mom heard that pretty Ricky on my thing. She said, oh, no. Well, she went off. She took my MP3 player. I think I eventually got it back, but I was mad at my friend because I definitely didn't tell him to put it on there, but whatever. And so... um now I'm in this adult season where I'm like, dang, like this music has really affected me and it's distracted me. And I didn't even realize I thought that I was stronger <laughs> than the music. I thought, oh, I can listen to this and I'll be OK. I lied. I'm not. I listen to it. And now I want to go out here and do some of the things, figure out if I got meds down your knees and like, it's not okay. I don't need to know if I have meds down your knees. I need to know if I have the knees to bow before the Lord for prayer. Hey. Like, I, I need to figure out. So like, <laughs> you are cracking hey, yo. up at me right now. Hey, yo, that's the most funniest thing I heard today, man. Oh, I'm saying. Oh, man. 
that music will like get to you and you don't think that it's happened that's why what I talked about and environmental awareness it slowly happens like you listen to one song you think it's okay then before you know it you out here like I said doing busted challenges and like I don't need to be doing busted challenges like it doesn't matter if the world saw or if I just did it on my phone just to entertain myself I probably sent it to somebody which I should not have done help me god I'm being delivered um, yeah, I was gonna say you healing right now. <laughs> I'm healing that was last year early last year we're not her anymore we're not um oh, and man. so definitely just like the music all of it it distracts you the shows that you watch like insecure like I can't watch insecure because then I get to focusing on how you know Isa's life is so much like my life and she gets it and girl Jesus he went through everything you went through go to Jesus stop looking at insecure for your answers like go to Jesus and figure it out you know nothing against insecure because I love it low-key a little upset that I couldn't finish the last season because he told me not to I hope in another season he tells me I can return to finish it because I definitely downloaded HBO and pay $14.99 a month tell me that I can't watch it I I need to cancel my um so yeah I mean these distractions be real out here you have to be like you mentioned I think last week or maybe on a phone call that you have to be hypersensitive to the Holy Spirit because if not you're going to get distracted this world is full of distractions the thing about God like you said earlier he is the same today yesterday and tomorrow forevermore every now and again he might surprise you with like pop look you got a dog or whatever but like the enemy he gotta get he gotta get sneaky he gotta get given upgrades and let me tweak this and let me like he's about like apple upgrade every week just so he can dang on figure out another way to distract you but god doesn't have to do that you know like he might shift the way he gets your attention based on how you moving in life but god is consistent the enemy is not like the only thing that's consistent about him is that he gonna come and kill still and try to kill still and destroy but outside of that he got to keep figuring out new ways. Of- hold on, hold on, hold on. Can you repeat that again? Like, you repeat that. Like, can you repeat that again for I the folks listening? With the, I let the spirit lead, Lord Jesus. What did I say? Um, you said God is consistent, but the enemy. Some of them was like God is consistent. He's the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. But the enemy, he got to keep. He's inconsistent. He got to keep finding upgrades to keep you distracted. It's just nice. like, um, like I said, like with Apple, they're constantly doing updates just to keep us distracted and the enemy is the same way. But like, we have to, we have, to, there's a scripture about staying on watch because the, I think mm. that all ties in because the enemy is out here seeking who he may devour. Like he's, he got to get sneaky with it. Oh, oh, that guy, that guy, that situation didn't work. Okay. Uh, I'm a cause her to lose her job. That didn't work. Okay. Um, Mm-hmm. I'm gonna cause her to uh, get depressed. That didn't work. Okay. Um. What else? God is like, child. I love you the same today, yesterday, and forever. And I'm gonna show you in the same way all the time that I love you. Like mm-hmm. it, nothing has to, nothing has to change here. But the enemy, them distractions is real. And I think that I was distracted pretty much all of last year. <laughs> I started out strong. This is what I said. I said it. And do, do I remember how I said it? How you gave it to me, Lord? I said 2020 year, 2020 year, Lord. 2020 year. <laughs> 2021 started out strong, got a little rocky in the middle and ended strong. Cause I got back. I started with God. I lost God in the middle. 
Um, I lost him. He didn't lose me. And then I found him again at the end. But I said, 2022 is going to be good through and through. Like we not, we're going to be focused all the way through. We're not, I'm tired of repeating that cycle because the enemy, he always knows how to distract me. He does. And as soon as I, as soon as I found my purpose and what I knew for sure, without a, a shadow of a doubt that God sent me into this world to do, not just what I thought I should do or what people thought I should do. I was doing it. I felt it. I knew it. Boom. Sent the guy. He knows he can get me with a guy. And, <laughs> and what happened? I got distracted. I stopped walking in purpose. I stopped living in pure. I got depressed. I got anxious. I got stressed. All of this stuff. I started moving based on the actions of this person. And it was like, boom, I got her. But then Jesus was like, no, 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 not yet. She's going to get back. Got back. And I'm like, okay, God, but the thing now, the beautiful thing now, sorry, I'm just rambling. The beautiful thing now is that, um, before when I would get distracted, I had no sense of identity, no sense of true identity and purpose. I didn't know what I was doing. So I was out here just floating around. Right. So if I got distracted, I was just like, whatever, I got distracted now it comes at a cost, a higher cost for me because I know what my purpose is. And if I get distracted again, the way I did last year, I can't walk in my purpose. Like I literally, it separates me from God. Like there's nothing that can essentially separate us from the love of God, but we can be separated from God through our actions. We could separate ourselves. Ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Because of how we move, because when you start living in the way that God doesn't have, you feel too ashamed to go to him and be in mm-hmm. his presence because you don't feel worthy. And that's how we separate ourselves from God. But I, the love is never separated. God is never separate. I don't want people to confuse that with, oh, because I'm doing this, I like I'm not with God. No, it's something that we do internally. Our flesh does it because now our spirit isn't in alignment with God's will. And so there's tension and resistance. And so now I'm just like, okay, God, I realize what being distracted costs me. It costs me my purpose and I don't want that anymore. So, um, so now I'm just like, no more distractions. I got to sit and assess every, every encounter, every new person that enters my life, every new job opportunity, every new thing, even like, even me going to film school for a day, that was a distraction from what my real purpose was, you know, like, so now I have to like sit down and assess, okay, God, is this coming to help me or distract me? Is it drawing me closer to you or pushing me further away? Cause if it's pushing me away or it's confusing, I don't want to go. Like, and I gotta, gotta go. I gotta nip it early because for right. me, I will let things linger and then I'll get more and more distracted, losing more and more focus. So I have to, I have to constantly be on watch and, and walking in alignment and able to use wisdom and discernment to be like, okay, God, what is this? So, yeah. Some of you said about last year, I actually think my year went sort of the same way. It started off strong, got crazy rocky in the middle and towards the end, um, got strong again. It's so crazy that um, Michael Todd, Pastor Michael Todd, the theme for, I think it was 2020, was anchored. Anchored. Mm-hmm. Right? And the more I look back, I, I think as the as last year wound, wound down, I remember just thinking, like, God, because it got to a point towards the end of um, last year where I was like, wow, like, I'm getting back to where I need to be. And I was like, man, God, you had me anchored in your word most of the year. Not most of the year, all of the year. I mean, 
the times where those times where it was rocky was due to my own decision, was due to my own <laughs> choices, um, so to speak. And even to something you said too, I kind of just want to encourage people that even in our mess, like God don't run away from us. What like you said, what are the ones who run away? <laughs> God and uh, that's a biblical scripture, by the way, that um that Todd just quoted, like there's nothing that could separate us from the that from the love God has for us. Not light, not death. I can't. I'm paraphrasing. I'm not saying the scripture right, but we're the ones who run who run away. And I really believe the reason why towards the end of last year it got stronger or it got strong again for me was because I was able to run back in my mess. Like God, yeah, you right. I'm weak here. Yeah, God, you right. I'm I'm bad here. I've been doing this. I've been doing this. And there's so much grace that God lavishes on us every single day that helps us draw us back um to him so to speak so just to encourage whoever listens to this that might find themselves romans 8 31 thank you so much for that. um i'm gonna pull that up but yeah just to encourage anybody who's out there listening to this right now that's like maybe find themselves in that rocky place where you feel like man i've disobeyed god so many times i've done this i have so many idols um, I'm still doing all these things that we've mentioned. It's okay. Like, I just want to let you know, it's okay. God still loves you. God doesn't hate you for it. He hates those things that you're doing, but he doesn't hate you because God is, God is just, God is love. Like he's not, God is merciful, man. Like I really hope people realize that, um, you say Romans 8, 31, yeah, eight thirty one. It could start around thirty five. Um, they had a different, a couple of right. Different. Yeah, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Um, right. I think yeah, it is that verse. It is that verse. Like God is never going to run away from you. Um, and also, as you would, um, there's something you said even in regards to like. Um, not being aligned with the spirit like another thing I noticed too about even going back to the whole focus thing is sometimes we could idolize how we think God should talk to us mm -hmm. that's something I, I think I suffered from <clears throat> when I first became like a, a serious Christian like or a serious believer Christian I'm gonna say Christian mm -hmm. I feel like believer could mean so many things to other people so many <laughs> so many a serious Christian because um I had this idea that, man, God has to speak to me audibly all the time. Nah, that's like, he could, like, it's God. God could choose how he wants to speak to you. And if there is one way I know, because there's also a scripture that talks about, um, oh, please, I can't, please help me. Uh, if, if you remember the scripture that talks about how um, the one thing that will remain is God's word after all these things pass i can't remember mm -hmm. the scripture but it lists like a bunch of things that okay this will pass this will pass but god's word is is eternal it's imperishable that's where another scripture says it god's word is imperishable and for all those who are struggling about like i i, I don't hear god i don't hear god i'm peter with you that time what'd you say peter 1 and 25 peter peter 1 25 for the, the word being, uh, 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 but the word of the Lord endures forever. Right. No, this is what we, yes, yes. 
like God, like oh, so the reason why I, I, I brought that um passage um is because like kind of like whoever might be struggling like okay I don't hear God I'm I'm the same way even times where I do hear God I still struggle like man was that God did God say that like is this just me am I just acting in my own flesh one thing I the Holy Spirit got me to realize is because God's word is the same today tomorrow forever like God, every time God's words come to your mind, every time your spirit picks up on God's word, God has spoken to you. And I truly believe that. And if there's a pastor that's listening to this that feels like I'm wrong, please give me better understanding because that's my understanding right now. I really do believe that. That's why Jesus said, um, I would like when the Holy Spirit comes, he will remind you of things that I've said, right? What are the things that he said? His word, literally his word. Like those are the things he said, right? So for people struggling about, uh, I don't think I hear God or you want God to only speak to you in your dreams or you only want God to speak to you um, through another pastor, another prophet. Like, bro, God speaks to you directly. You really, and this is something that really just dawned on me because I kind of fell into that trap too of like, all right, I'm gonna start looking for somebody to tell me about what God is saying about my life. God speaks to us all the time, right? But if you're not spending time with him, it's gonna be hard to recognize his voice, right? That's why scripture says, my sheep will know my voice, right? If if I don't, and people probably heard this illustration so many times, your mom, your dad, your family, you could hear your, their voice in the midst of a crowd and know, yo, hey man, that's my brother, like, <laughs> Hey, like, did you hear that? That, that? You will recognize their voice because you spend so much time around them. You know the cadence of their voice. You know the kind of words they use. You know the kind of things they say. Like there are times where a thought will come to my mind and it's so, going back to the whole get back. Anytime now a get back thought comes to my mind, I'm like, nah, that ain't God. God don't get back. Like God, don't, like, God would not want me to get back at somebody else. God will want me to love somebody else because that's his commandment. That's what he said, right? So this whole idea of like, oh, I don't hear God. Yes, you do. You just have to spend more time with him. You just, and in spending more time with him, you recognize his voice. And recognizing his voice, even when you're going through certain times of your life, the Holy Spirit will bring his words to remembrance, right? That's God speaking to you. you you're going through something, a scripture comes to mind. You think the devil going to put a scripture in your mind? actually he can to twist it <laughs> to twist it <laughs> to, twi to twist it which is the lord said that you could turn this brock into bread <laughs> bread right he can't thank you for that thank you for that example because that's exactly what he did with jesus right he my man was quoting psalm 91 to jesus right um but to twist it right so which is why you really have to get an understanding of the things that god has said so you know that's I think that will give you a filter of like, is this God talking to me? This is my flesh talking to me. Um, or is this just enemy like um saying things in my head? I wanted to uh share this with you too. Um, you know what don't know me, man? You know how we always say Lucifer, uh Bible talks about how Lucifer was uh God's choir master, so to speak, right? Mm -hmm. This man was creative. Like, to be an artist, you have to be mad creative, right? Mm -hmm. And when you were talking about just how, you know, the enemy comes up with different ways, upgrade, upgrade, 
he is mad creative. Mm -hmm. He will throw different, but the only difference between, and God is creative too. The only difference between God's um, creativity and the enemy's creativity is God's creativity will always lead back to love. Yeah. God's creativity will always lead back to the things he said. God's creativity will always lead to healing, will always bring joy. Mm -hmm. The enemy's creativity might look good, might sound good for a while, but it will expire, so to speak. It will turn sour, mm -hmm. right? The words will rotten, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's very important to, even with how you were talking, because when you were talking about music, because I'm very, <clears throat> the music thing is, has been hard for me, man. It's been hard for me. Like, I almost have had to like, just cold turkey sometimes, where I'm just like, nope. And another key indication that you actually you realize about music is um I can't remember what song it was. There was somebody I was listening to. I was working out and I was listening. This was last year. It was a Chief Keith song. <laughs> I was listening to Chief Keith. And tell me why this thought came to my head. Nah, I don't want to listen to that. That's that's the thought that came to my head. I chose the music and I remember hearing, nah, that's it's nah. But I've listened, I've heard this song so many times. This song gets me hyped so many times. And so I just want to, once again, encourage you guys out there, like, and even those, also for those who don't do all these things, when you're trying to, I guess, advise somebody who might be in these things, do it with love, mm -hmm. right? Do, do it with so much love. Um, Devante, I hope Devante watches this. Devontae's he's a good friend of mine. He's like a brother to me, man. And I will never forget how with so much love, he told me so much about Yemi. You got to change your music taste, man. Because if you really say you want to walk this life, like this got to go. And during that time, I used to always tell Devontae, like, man, I'm, I like my music, man. <laughs> like, what you talking about? But so, yeah, do it with love. There's a scripture that's talking about, um, if you're wise, show it. Like, if you really say you're wise and you've been walking with God, then correct people in a wise way, if that makes sense, right? And I'm guilty of this too, because I'm quick to, yeah, you're doing wrong. And the reason why I brought that up, because when you talked about like Meg Thee Stallion and all these people, like, I don't want people to start thinking like, yeah, their music is bad, condemn them. Nah, don't, please don't do that. That's not the point we're trying to get across, right? everybody's dealing with something just like how we've mentioned the things that we've idolized they might be idolizing some things too that causes them to create mm -hmm. once again going back to um what you focus on that takes your action right they could just be focusing on pleasing y'all right <laughs> they could be focusing on let me get the number one hot hit song right which will force them to make this kind of uh music um so anyway just really want to encourage y'all with that Ty, I'm gonna encourage you with this, which uh, I feel like uh, I was listening to this today. Well, not listening to it. I was reading this and it kind of, going back to the whole focus thing, Daniel, Daniel in the lion's den. How did this man not focus on the lions? Like he was in a lion's den. Cause I would have been like, I mean, as a male lady, sometimes I've been toe to toe with dogs. <laughs> I'm looking at them and they're looking at me. And ain't nothing between us but air and opportunity. And like, <laughs> Jesus, this might be the day that I get got. So if I was in that den, them lions would have got me. I would have been focused on them lions. You'd be focused on, on the lions, man. Like, 
the only thing I'm sorry y'all I'm air. a fool I'm a trip this is me in real life <laughs> yo that ju- the only thing between us was air and opportunity that's 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 hilarious nah but for real though like it just had me thinking like Daniel in the lion's den like the amount of trust he had in God to not focus so much on I don't want to say I, I do I know if a thought came into his mind where he was like, yo, I'm about to be thrown in a den. I mean, he's human. There probably has to, shoot, Jesus was about to go on the cross and he still cried. Like he's human, right? He was fully human, fully God. So Daniel, I was just thinking about that, like Daniel focused on God. And if you guys remember like all the stories as kids that we used to read about Daniel, if y'all remember the pictures, what is Daniel doing in the pictures? He's looking up to some light. Mm, and huh i said i've never noticed that right like that uh, for some reason that kind of just jumped at me like actually yeah i remember as a kid when we heard the daniel stories he was it was almost like he was petting the lions and looking up so to speak right so his focus was so much it was definitely not on his circumstance at all it was on god and i kind of just say all that to bring back the whole like our focus, even for people out there who might need healing, just like me, right? Who might have been waiting, right? And I know, you know, hope deferred makes some. I'm, I'm paraphrasing again. <laughs> um, the scripture about hope deferred, when you, you know, makes hope for something for, makes the heart sick. When you hope for something for so long that it doesn't come come to fruition, right? And we could get to a place where we start changing our focus to like, all right, you know what? I'm going to handle this myself or I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Um, but God wants us to really just focus on him and him alone. And I really believe, just like you said, our focus, honestly, will help us enjoy our seasons. Mm-hmm. The season God gives us. If it's a season to learn about a particular thing, because we're focusing on God, we're able to receive that. We're able to receive those lessons, right? Because we're focusing on the right thing. We're able to understand what to do. Mm-hmm. Even how we always pray about wisdom. We pray about wisdom all day and then start idolizing something and start focusing on something else. You what? asked for wisdom and you killed your wisdom. <laughs> because the thing is, a test will come. And that's what a lot of people mm-hmm. don't. I think we're starting to get it now, but if you pray for something, God is going to send a test to see if you, if you know, to give you the opportunity to pass it. If you ask for wisdom, then God might send you a situation that's going to have to, you're going to have to choose to be wise. And if you're not, if you're not watchful, if you're not focused, it's going to come, it's going to distract you and you're not going to be wise. Yeah, that's real. That's real. So yeah, anyway, this was this was really a great conversation. And I really hope like this, I really, I know for a fact this will speak to somebody. I really hope the Holy Spirit ministers to somebody through this. I really hope somebody gets healing from this. I really hope in this year, 2022, we will recognize what season we're in. We'll recognize where our focus needs to be. Mm-hmm. And then we'll act accordingly right instead of pretty much doing it the way we've been doing it Um, so yeah I I really hope this blesses somebody for sure I'll say um for anybody who's struggling with the music situation I'm gonna do it I've been saying I'm gonna do it I'm cleaning out my Spotify getting rid of all of the Meg and them that hurts to say but um, (laughs) doing that 
and replacing it and it's crazy because like I found this girl on Instagram and she has like this Christian I guess it's Christian it's CHH so I'm gonna assume that it's Christian hip-hop playlist and it's crazy because I found this song that literally gave me city girl vibes and but it was so gospel and I was like oh snap lord this the city girl this the christian version of city girls or whatever and i just feel like god is sending you what your what you what you need but like in alignment with him i don't know some people might be like this is too worldly listen i like the words in it it does something to me and it's not telling me to go out here and do all the things the city girls be telling me to do have a hot girl summer so I'm gonna do a, a playlist eventually. I'm definitely gonna do one and send it to you because I feel like I've heard. Please, like, I was about to say that that might resonate with you. Like it's some real trap like music. I'm not a trap person like that, but like if you like trap music, they got some gospel trap out there. It might, you know, gospel it might treat to you. You know, I like a little 808 in my car sometimes. So it depends, you know. A few that. Hey, nah, seriously, please send that. And also, anybody that um has this podcast, um, if you guys have music like we're growing too trust me like we're we're trying to grow we're growing so if you got good music good music that will uplift our spirits that could get us pumped up in the gym that could get us going um in our day um please dm us send it to us because we would love to consume that kind of music in our effort to try to replace what we have so um yeah that's that's real (laughs) that's for sure real so yeah anyway y'all be blessed and be healed, man. Amen. Amen. All right. Bye, you guys.